TGIF, everyone. It's Friday, October 20, 2023. This week's topic, America's insatiable thirst to spend. The American people keep spending. That's an important takeaway from a series of data points reported this week. Despite chronic high prices and spiking interest rates, consumer spending hasn't seen much of a dent, at least not yet. Of course, this matters as the consumer accounts for 70% of America's economy. In Q3, spending was still strong. Retail sales rose 0.7% in September from August. That blew away the estimates of a 0.3% increase. And August revised upwards to 0.8% growth. Cars led the way. The automobile category recorded a 6.3% increase from a year ago. The health and personal care category grew over 8%. Also of note, the September report showed that retail sales growth rose slightly more than the rate of inflation. That broke a multi-month trend. Treasury yields rose given these stronger consumer trends than had previously been expected. It helped support the soft landing scenario for the economy. It's not landing yet. Recession has still been avoided. That keeps the Fed rate path higher. That means borrowing costs stay higher. More on this later. People are spending on experiences like never before. Americans are on track to spend nearly $100 billion on event tickets in 2023. That would mark a 23% jump from last year. What's more, it'd be a 12.5% growth from 2019, the previous record year before the pandemic shut down events across the globe. And Taylor Swift is a big reason for this. She's an economic engine like few others. Swift's era's tour is estimated to account for $10 billion of economic activity alone. Her film set a box office record last weekend, raking in nearly $100 million in the U.S. and over $30 million overseas. Everything Taylor Swift touches these days turns to gold. Her alleged boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, the Pro Bowl tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, saw his jersey sales spike 400% after she showed up at a game this season. Swifties are football fans now, too. The NFL sees dollar signs as they're known to. Now, funflation, quote-unquote, has made it to America's vocabulary. Have you heard this word? It refers to the higher consumer demand for fun experiences, which inflates the prices of these experiences. There's been a huge trend in which consumers are more inclined to shell out money for fun experiences over products typically purchased for home use. Sales of televisions and computers have slowed big time. In fact, the Best Buy CEO blamed Taylor Swift for the slowdown in his company's sales. American Express reported its third quarter results this week. It was a clear reflection of consumer spending. They're definitely putting it on the card. Total global card member spending was up 7% from a year earlier. U.S. card members increased by 9%. Travel has been a huge theme in 2023. Travel and entertainment spending remains very robust, increasing 13% in the quarter. Americans went overseas in size, too. The Amex International Card Services segment jumped 15% on a currency-adjusted basis. This type of activity has certainly kept the U.S. economy humming. And Procter & Gamble, one of the largest consumer product companies, reported a strong quarter. The maker of Tide, Pampers, Bounty, and Crest recorded organic sales growth of 7%. P&G has pricing power. The sales growth was driven by 7% price increases and 1% mix. It was partly offset by a negative 1% in volume. That means people are still paying more for less. And J.B. Hunt, a large American trucking company, reported earnings as well. And it's a good gauge to measure demand for stuff from coast to coast. The company has been facing pricing and competitive pressures. J.B. Hunt said there's a freight recession, which is expected to persist into 2024. Remember, early in COVID, people were feverishly buying stuff 
as they were sheltering in place. Manufacturers couldn't keep up with demand and then increase supplies just as the country opened back up. Spending switched from stuff to experiences. The reopening of America put an emphasis on travel and services. That's certainly the story of 2023. Americans have been buying less stuff. The good news is they're starting to see signs of positive return in intermodal volumes ahead of the holidays. Inventories seem to have been burned off. This could be the end of the destocking cycle. But according to Hunt, there still isn't any meaningful traction when it comes to restocking. Companies are still cautious. But Americans are still flying the friendly skies. United Airlines reported strong Q3 results and guided for better than 10.5% revenue growth in Q4 with an important caveat. Those estimates are only possible if suspended flights to Israel open up again in November. United said it would slip to 9% revenue growth if those flights are suspended through the end of the year. Overall, demand remains strong, but profits are being squeezed by higher jet fuel prices. That's a nagging cost everyone's dealing with. Now, having flown United this week, traffic was heavy at both SFO and O'Hare. Flights were packed. In fact, I'm sitting at the terminal waiting for my delayed flight as I'm speaking. Chicago was jammed with activities on the road, at the parks, along the lake, as well as in restaurants, bars, and hotels. Wallets were wide open. Credit cards were swiping. Phones were active. People were spending. Of course, that observation is purely anecdotal, and the results are in the rearview mirror. But there's plenty of indication that spending will continue into the seasonally strong holidays. A new Deloitte survey sees holiday spending up 14% this year. Beyond 2023 is a total wild card. Elon Musk sent a cautious warning after Tesla reported its disappointing quarter. These large interest rates are weighing down on affordability. High energy prices are also providing pressure. Oil jumped over 3% after Iran's foreign minister called for an oil embargo against Israel. It went even higher, back over 90 bucks a barrel, in response to a drone attack in the Persian Gulf. The market's been taking these pressures in stride, but there are definite limits. It's believed an oil spike to $120 a barrel would stall global growth. Geopolitical concerns grab more market attention after largely looking past them earlier in the week. Historically, there's been a tendency to ignore these global events due to a pretty consistent pattern of having very little economic impact. But the market focuses on facts, not emotion. News that an Iranian drone was shot down by the U.S. Navy rattled things a bit, particularly sending the price of oil soaring. The situation in the Middle East is so dangerous in many ways. It'll be an overhang for a while. So will another issue, America's debt. The United States now has $33.6 trillion in debt. It's never been this large. It's showing no signs of slowing down either. The federal mountain of debt grew by a whopping $2 trillion just since the spring. The cost of service of debt is growing fast, too. The benchmark 10-year Treasury yield is near the psychologically important 5% level. It hasn't been there since 2007. It was 4% earlier in the year. It was close to zero in 2022. There was a successful Treasury auction this week. That's an important indication of healthy demand, particularly for longer maturities like 10- and 20-year debt. This means the government didn't have to entice investors with a premium over the current bond rates to have them buy the debt. That's big. The question is, can it continue? Another positive factor was the intake by dealers. Bond dealers, who buy up supply not taken by the bidders, had to accept 11.9% out of the $13 billion of 20-year bonds sold. That's only slightly higher than the average of 9.8% so far this year. Higher yields have made bonds more attractive than they've been in decades. That said, bond investors don't want to see those yields keep rising. Higher yields mean lower prices in bond land. And China's been selling treasuries. It now owns just $800 billion of America's debt. It was north of a trillion before COVID. China's still the third largest owner behind the Federal Reserve in Japan, but the number of buyers is shrinking. This 
at a time when the Fed has switched from being the largest buyer to the largest seller of treasuries as it reduces its COVID balance sheet. Many have been pointing to sticky inflation and a higher for longer Fed approach for the recent spike in yields. That's true, but we think something else is going on. The market seems to be finally sending the message that reckless spending in Washington is no longer tolerable. Fiscal discipline has been absent for years. Both political parties are squarely responsible. There's a serious debt problem, and it can't last. For the first time in memory, there's a real question of who will keep buying America's ballooning debt. Dysfunction in Washington is pressing the limits of acceptability. It's no coincidence that the 10-year Treasury yield soared so much lately. The inability to simply name a Speaker of the House of Representatives is a clear message that today's United States Congress is challenged with the very basics of governance. America's AAA credit is legitimately being questioned because its government leadership is substandard, at the very least. America has an insatiable thirst to spend. It's been that way for decades. COVID exacerbated it. At 70% of revenue generation, the consumer dominates our economy. In many ways, shopping is a sport. It can also be a vice. Overspending can cause problems when the bill arrives. The federal debt sits at over $33 trillion. Credit card debt cleared $1 trillion. Both are record highs. Accumulating debt is normal and even encouraged at times, but it comes with responsibility. The cost of service said debt is spiked of late. A big reason is the inability to demonstrate discipline with a healthy, balanced budget. The market is finally pushing back. That's new. Gold's caught fire again as a safe haven. It's all worth paying attention to. Have a nice weekend. We'll be back dark and early on Monday. I'm Mike Frazier.